0: Log Talk Radio. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> bye bye Pull the mask off people aren't going to like what they see looks going to look like flesh on the outside you rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires if my plan works think of this I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit Took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello, Will. Yeah. Hey, it's Boogie. Hey, check this out. I I Underhanded, unscrupulous. And unexpected, it's time for another summer of Big Brother.
1: Yes, 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 it's another summer of Big Brother. Hey guys, welcome everybody to the Big Brother After Show. You know how we do this every single season. It's a blast. We have a good time. We open up the lines for you to call I'm your host, Sam. I do it every summer. It's a blast, guys. So please, please, please enjoy this. It's going to be our premiere episode, and uh, we're going to have a really good time. i tell you what, I'm live from the studios in Atlanta, Georgia. It is hot. Hot. People tell me, you know, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Sorry, that's not true. It feels hot. It is hot. It's, it's scorching. And it's hot in the studios tonight, guys. And it's hot on Big Brother. You know, you wait a year for this to happen. And not really a full year because the season ends, but, man, when it starts coming in, it's funny. Facebook is – nothing's going on. It is a ghost town. Tumbleweeds, Internet tumbleweeds going all over the place. Nothing's happening on Facebook. Everybody's fighting about politics. Everybody's mad at this. Everybody's mad at that. A lot of soapboxes, a lot of memes going out. Everybody's got something to say. Everybody wants somebody to hear them. There's a lot of things that are going on. But then, when Big Brother gets close, 48 hours, man, I'm telling you, the place lights up. My phone notifications go off like a like a, a pinball machine. My battery's dying by three o'clock. I'm sitting in my office, my, my phone's dying. Because you guys are getting excited, I'm getting excited. what a what a interesting, weird twist that we got this season. And and, and you know, usually I do a, a rumor show. And uh, that usually gets a lot of attention every year. But, you know, we didn't do it this year. You know why? Because we knew everything like a week ago. I can't remember the last time. And, I, and I listen, I got people that listen to the show. They send me information. They want me to talk about it. They want my opinion. And I appreciate it. I love it. Look, there are people that, that do things that, that I appreciate them including me in. It, it makes me feel very special and part of this Big Brother family. But this year... Man, the rumors were nailed. I mean, we're getting four return players, and if you know me and if you've been listening to this show, I have told you, and you may throw tomatoes at me, and that's just fine. No problem. But I really like seeing Frank Uti back. I do. People hated him. I find that Big Brother fans, and you may be one of them, you you, you like him or you hate him. It's, It's one of those things. I like him. You know Why? because he may not have had the best social game in Big Brother 14, but by God did that guy fight and fight and fight to stay in that house. And I implore you, if you haven't seen Big Brother 14, I don't have it on a huge list of great seasons. have heard my show before. You know the seasons that I love, and maybe we'll do it again. But 14 is not high on my list. I didn't think 14 was that great. I thought the new players were pretty awful, except for one, maybe three, Frank Shane and Danielle Murphy, Murphy, Frank Hootie was awesome. Guy that kept getting him out, he kept fighting back guys, winning POVs, winning HOHs, fighting, fighting, fighting. Finally had to come down to trusting the man Dan. Giesling, what happened? He got burned. But Dan burned himself in that little deal, and if you ever go back and watch Big Brother 14, you'll see. That Dan screwed himself, and he screwed his character, and he screwed any chance of ever playing this game again. kind of, you know, It's not like you have a great reputation if you're Dr. Will or Dan. But Dan and Will do have something there that people want, and I think in 14, Dan kind of ruined it when he swore on his religion, swore on the Bible, and then backstabbed Frank. And Frank was at a point where he didn't have anybody else to work with. That entire house was against him. So I am one of those people that's excited to see Frank back. I was really pumped. I mean, I am doing the hand pump in the air when I see Frank jump out of that trunk, and I got a little nervous because he was the last one. Um, But we're going to talk about everybody coming back. We're going to talk about the season. We're going to talk about what's going on, what we predict to happen. But first, I want to say a couple things of how this works. The Big Brother After Show, it is the mamma jamma of all Big Brother After Shows. You've heard the rest. Now hear the best. This is the best one. And I say that because I know what goes into the show and the people that go behind it. and I know what happens on the show. And one of the biggest things I want to talk about before we get into Big Brother, and we're going to, don't worry, is something that really happened here for us that was huge. Every year I go out, we go out as a team. We go out, we start talking to these Big Brother fan pages. We start saying, hey, look, you know, if we mentioned you on our show. You know, we've got this many listeners, and we're growing. hey. Can we mention you on the show? Can you give us a, a place to put our link up? And, you know, season after season, we get a couple that are like, yeah, 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 no problem. And, you know, thank them for that. I sent one to Morty's TV. You know Morty. I mean, it's the big dog. That's the one where y'all go to get all your spoilers. It's the one where you go to find out who got that HOH when the show goes off air. It's the big dog the big kahuna, the big Mac. And I got this message back from a great guy over there, I believe his name's Kewski, social media director over there, very nice guy, Uh, I mean, just straight to the point, said, hey, we'd like to partner up with you. We'd like you to mention Morty's. We'd like you to be a part of the Morty's family. You know what? I was doing some dancing at that point because that's a huge family to be a part of, man. It's great to have people like that that have your back. So I want to welcome Morty's as a partner for the Big Brother After Show. It's a huge thing for us. They're going to talk about us. You can actually go on their site after this is over. And you can do it while it's going on tonight if you want to. I just can't. I'm not a multitasker. I'm awful. Okay? I can't, I can't do anything two ways at the same time. You can go on there. You can go to the Big, Brother, the Big Brother 18 forums on Morty's TV, and you can chat. And I will be there very shortly after the show. Do you want to talk? Let's talk. If you don't like me, that's fine. I want to hear about it. If you, if, you, if you hate me, don't tell anybody. If you love me, tell everyone. Let's put it that way. But you go on there, you chat. They're going to push me. I'm going to push them. Listen, it's the best place to go. Go to uh, Morty'sTV.com. Get all your spoilers. They are the best spoiler site, and I can vouch for that. And then don't forget your TVForums.net, which is also a forum that's supported by Morty's. Go on there and talk all you want to, folks. I'm telling you, you're going to find friends there. You're going to find people to talk about Big Brother there. Facebook is a wonderful place, but Morty's is a great place just to focus on Big Brother, and it's a lot of fun. You're going to get a ton of spoilers. You're going to get a ton of information. It's a blast, and I want to thank them for stepping up and saying, hey, look, we want to do this. And hey, you know what? They reach out their hand. I'm going to grab it and pull up. So please please welcome Morty's to the show as a partner. Uh, but anyway... How this show works, I'm going to go live every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. Why 11 p.m. Eastern? Because you know what? I want to watch the show and relax. I used to do it at 10 o'clock right after it went off on the Eastern time, and I'm telling you, all you do is run yourself ragged. It's it's awful. 11 o'clock also gives a little bit of time for the central people to get on board and listen live, too. So 11 o'clock is what we do. We try to do a a really tight show. We're going to go from 11 o'clock, we'd like to aim for 1145, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've had shows that go two hours because we've had callers, because we've had chats, we've had people sending in questions, everything going. So it's, it's sometimes it's a show that goes longer, and if that's your ride, that's fine. We try to do about 45 minutes to an hour. There's going to be a live, uh, a live line to, to uh, call in if you want to do uh, a live chat with me. Basically what happens is I'm going to talk a little bit about Big Brother, what we've seen going on going to kind of break down some things at that point i'll open up the phone lines to you guys i don't know if i'm going to do it tonight because it's premiere night open up the phone lines for you guys you guys can call in and talk i don't think the next two weeks we're going to have phone lines but we will the third week and you guys can get in here you can talk you can say what you want to say it's uncensored just you know if your mom's listening try to try to remember you got moms that are listening sometimes and older people too they love the show just be careful. Sometimes, you know, people get offended, but that's all right. Again, uncensored, I'm not going to knock you off unless you're just being an a-hole. So it's an opportunity for you to get on and you get to talk to people all over the world about Big Brother. We've got people in Canada. We've got people on the other side of the world. I don't even, you know, I'm awful with geography, but if you point directly with your right hand and you just throw it as far as you can, we've got people all the way over there. We've got people on the right, left, and behind. They're all listening to this show. So if you want to call in, we'll have some debates. We'll have things I'm going to say you don't like. That's what I'm here to do. Thought, provoke, and enjoy this. One other thing I want to say before we get going. It's very important to me. I know it's a political season. I had some people write me. I'm not going to throw people under the bus. I'm not going to do that. But I had some people write me talking about that it seemed like the season had a lot of minorities on it, particularly Hispanic people. was this due to this whole thing going on with the election. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want you to bring it up. If you bring it up, I'm going to cut you off. This is what I have to say. And it's the first time I'm going to really be serious and probably last. We've had some awful things happen. We've all had to deal with them. News media cycles are going 24-7 like a well-oiled machine. And we're seeing things that we don't want to see. We're seeing things that appall us, shock us, make us angry. And there's a lot of tension in the world – well, in this country. There's a lot of tension in the world, but, but particularly, I'm going to be the one that's going to tell you right here and now, I want you to listen to this show, and I want you to put that, and I want you to rake it out of your mind, because that's not what this show's about. This show's about having fun. This show's about Big Brother. the thing you look for every year. That's what this show's about. It's not about you having to get on your grandstand. You want to say something because obviously something political is going to probably happen this season. Big Brother does do that. And it's okay if we're going to talk about something kind of minor. But if it's a major issue, I may open it up, but I'm not going to spend a day on it. I'm not going to spend an hour on it. And I ask everybody to be respectful. And I ask when you come to this show and when you listen to this show, you get to forget the problems in the world, Okay. That's my promise to you. I love you guys. That's what I want. Big Brother is what we all enjoy. We're part of this Big Big Brother family. I don't tell everybody I love Big Brother. Let me tell you something. I'm a male. I'm an older male. I don't brag to my male friends that I love Big Brother. Some of them know it because they watch it too. But it's a secret society a lot of times because a lot of people laugh at you when you get my age anyway and you're a guy. But I love it. I love it every year. It's the, it kicks off the rest of my year. This is my favorite time. Because I get Big Brother, I get fantasy football, I get football, and I get holidays, and holidays mean time off from work. So this is a kickoff for me for the best part of the year. And I hope it is for you guys too. And that's all I have to say. I just want it to be a fun time here. It's not about calling and talking about that stuff. I don't want to hear it. Nobody else wants to hear it. We want to forget about that. We want to put our heads in the sand and enjoy Big Brother for, for however long the show's going to go. So if you're on board with that, you're on the train with me. So let's get it started, folks. Big Brother 18 kicks off. We got some rumors early on. Like I said, I surf these rumors. You know, I get people that send me messages. People are talking to me, letting me know things. Um, Also, real quick, before we go further, I am on a different microphone than I usually use. If you don't hear me, stay patient. I'll be back, okay? But with this studio, this is an old microphone, and it's just not the best. But We'll get that. You know, you get rumors, and people are talking, and I'm checking out different websites. I'm getting these messages. You know, Sam, did you hear about this? year, about that? They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Corner Office is typically, and I just want to throw this out there before we get serious. Uh, Corner Office is typically a Twitter site or Twitter handle that throws a lot of bad information out there. I mean, they have done it and done it and done it to the point where if you're listening to them, it's just ridiculous. But every so often, Corner Office what they're called, a corner office 18 or or next year will be corner office 19. Every once in a while, whoever runs that thing does the right bit of detective work and gets it down pat. This year, got one thing wrong. There weren't going to be any coaches. And I knew there were going to be any coaches, and a lot of people thought there would be. Guys, the coach thing was done in 14. I'm not going to promise you it was their favorite thing they've ever done. It is not something for them to repeat like that. I know they did the Twins last season, but the last time they did Twins was in Season 5. Big Brother's not known for repeating things like that, a twist like that, that soon. Okay? Coaches in 14, I knew we weren't going to get coaches this year, and it was like putting out fires on Facebook. It really was. Everybody and their mama thought that this was going to happen. It was never going to be coaches. But they nailed the four returning players. And James got busted going to the airport. That's a whole nother story, you know. I mean, you know, this guy gets busted going to Dallas Airport. A fan takes a picture of him, and then he's trying to put out fires, and whoever his handler is for his social media once he gets to L.A., he's trying to put out a fire for this guy. Everybody knew James was going to be on. It was a great detective work situation. Corner office says there's going to be four players returning. It's going to be Devon. It's going to be James. It's going to be Frank Ute, and it's going to be Nicole. And I'll be damned if they weren't right. So I gave corner office a lot of credit, I got to give a lot of investigative people out there a lot of credit who were really serious about this game and who really love it enough to go and sit around hotels and give me information for one. I appreciate that. So I have talked to a lot of you guys about this twist. I've talked to a lot of you guys about the 14 thing. First of all, let's talk about really a couple of things. Follow me on Twitter, Big Brother After Show. It's actually BB After Show on Twitter. I want to thank everybody. We did a best Big Brother player bracket this season with, oh, my God, it had to have a 100-and-something players. Everybody got involved. There were thousands, and I'm not kidding you, thousands of votes. Evil Dick's tweeting us. Evil, uh, Dr. Will is tweeting us, which was a thrill for me, my favorite player. Uh, you know, Daniel Murphy, uh Shelly Moore. I mean, people just uh, – Michelle Costa, you know, there were just people retweeting us all the time, like big brother players and sending messages and being supportive and asking for votes. Guys, it was an amazing run. We're going to do it every single season, probably about a month or two out from premiere. Get involved and vote. It is a lot of fun. And this year's winner, when you win, you retire as the winner. The reason why this happens is because you know you've got your top players, which are Dan and Will. Every year you're going to do this thing, and Dan and Will are going to win. Dan and Will are going to win. So what we do is what we decided to do is, hey, let's look at this. Let's retire the winner as this year's winner. Dan Giesling is this year's winner. He beat Dr. Will by a pretty good amount. I mean, it's kind of close when you count both. But Dan ends up winning. He is now retired as the 2016 Best Big Brother Player uh, champion for the Big Brother After Show, so congrats to him. I'm sure he's on the edge of his seat wanting to hear this. And we'll get him as trophy in the mail as soon as we can. Uh, we'll get a plaque or something. But, uh, you know, Dan wins. It was really cool. And I really appreciate everybody coming out and vote on that. So please follow us on the Twitter handle, uh, you know, BB After Show. Come find me. Send me, so, send me some posts. Send me messages. I'm always available because basically my real job is a desk job. So I'm always available. Now, we've got to deal with this bet and have four people come back. There's a lot of opinions varying about how everybody feels about the bets. I like it. I always like seeing old faces. I am I am one of these people that is dying for an all-stars, too. I told you guys last year, and I've told you in the past, all-stars is going to be a really hard thing to pull. There are a lot of people saying that these house guests were going to be fake and that it's going to be an all-stars because they were all actors and everything like that. Listen, most people that are trying out for these things have agents and they have some kind of acting background somewhere. They've done modeling or something. It's just part of the game. It's just what happens when you're dealing with people that are trying to be 13 or 16 people on a game show. It's just part of the game. Uh, Although we have a lot of wonderful, beautiful people that are out there like you guys that want to be on the show, and I say keep trying. I definitely think they add normal people in there. But that is kind of part of the thing. But when we see vets come in, I get excited, especially if I see people I like. I've already said it. I like Frank Udi. I think he's a fighter. He seems to be playing a much better social game than he did in 14. And I think he's going to be somebody who's going to be a real, real player in this season. And I think for those that don't know Udi, I think you're going to really enjoy the guy. If he plays to his potential, He's going to be fun to watch. Um, So, Udi, I'm going to check off. James, I'm going to check off. Both of those guys are fan favorites. Uh, and both of them won, you know, a favorite player. And typically favorite players are people that we vote on, and we think, you know what, you really played hard, and you deserve something out of this. You might have gotten screwed, or maybe you made a bad move, but you were enjoyable to watch, and we appreciate your effort on the game. So we're going to vote for you. Frank and James are both those type of players. I think James is a good player. I think James' biggest mistake last season, and, and, you know, you can disagree, And when we get the phone lines up, I'm sure you'll let me know. James is the type of player who didn't think two steps ahead. And this game, it's very much like chess. I've said it. You've got an opening, a middle, and an end game. James had a great opening game. He had a great middle game. But when he began to win, win these competitions and when he was in control, he was doing it for the now. He was putting people up for now. He was getting revenge for now. But he wasn't thinking two steps ahead. And it really did cost him a lot last season. He really didn't get in there, and he really didn't think about what is going to happen next to my game. What is best for my game now? And when James wasn't making those choices and he was just voting or putting people up that he wanted out for whatever reason, it ended up biting him in the end. I hope that James has learned that this is a patient-paced game that requires you to think a little bit about next week. And if James can figure out that he's got to think about next week, he's fine. He's got a great social game. He's funny. I mean, we saw tonight when he was talking to Nicole and pretending to be Victor, the dude brings it when it comes down to just pure house entertainment. He's, going to be, he's not going to bring you drama, but he is going to play the game, and he is going to have fun doing it. And that's somebody that you've got to love to watch. So James is very high on my, my list of people that I would have brought back. I really like him. I, I, people say Donnie and Johnny Mac. I've heard two of those get messaged to me. I don't think Donnie is the kind of guy that you want to see on this show. Again, and I'll tell you why. I get that Donnie is likable. I get that Donnie was sweet and everybody liked him. And, man, that poor guy I couldn't get anybody to talk to him. I get all that. My thing to you is is that if you're going to bed at 8 p.m., this is not an old person's game. This is a young person's game. I'm somebody who goes to bed between 12 and 1 o'clock every night, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am. I'm under 40 and over, and over 18. But the whole thing is is that I know that at that point, I better keep my ass up until three or four in the morning until everybody else goes to bed because I want to hear strategy, and I want to hear what people are saying, and I want to talk to people, and I want to get to know them. Donnie's mistake, uh, what, two seasons ago, was that he wasn't somebody who was very social late. He would go to bed at eight. He's going to bed. Everybody's just now starting to kind of get going because they sleep until 11 o'clock. But – He was somebody that was truly just not there when it mattered. So I'm glad not to see Donnie back. And and honestly, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac's social game was awful. When people would come to talk to Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac would tell them absolutely nothing. He gave them nothing. He gave them no idea that he was going to work with them. He gave them no feeling that he was really there with them and that he was going to negotiate or make a deal or work in a partnership or work in an alliance. You know, it's kind of like, oh, 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 oh. and that's great entertainment in the diary room when you're yelling at me. That's fantastic. I laughed at a lot of things that he said, and he was a good player as far as competition, but I'm sorry. Johnny Neck socially was awful. James is the best guy to bring back in this season. He really is. He looks like he's learned something from it, and i got to be honest with you. It looks like Frank Ute has learned something from it, too. Frank is somebody who's very much taking a backseat in a social game of just being cool and blending in, and he's doing a great job of it. And James is kind of doing the same thing too. They seem like they're liked by the groups that they're in. We're going to talk about teams in a minute. It seems like the teams that they're in, they they seem to have drifted in. They seem to be able to mingle really well. And I think that those are two things that both of those guys really needed to do. So I've got a lot of hope in Frank and James. I'm going to tell you something. When this game eventually breaks into individual play, Frank and James teaming up is going to be a vicious team up if they're not out because those two can play cops and they can win HOHs, and they can win POVs. It's been done by both of them, and they can do it. And as long as they think a step ahead now instead of thinking for the moment, they're both going to be people that are going to go really far in this game once it goes into an individual game if they make an alliance. Now, I want to talk about the third person that brought, has been brought back that I'm off and on again about, Devon. This is the thing about Devon, and I said it on Twitter, and you can tweet me if you want to, and you can come into the Morty's TV forum and talk to me after this. But I know people love Devon. I know people hate Devon. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Day is one of the smartest players. She has the intuition of Daniel Reyes, one of my favorite players. And in my opinion, she's She's quick to know what's going on in that house. She's quick to know what people are planning. She can knock out Tiffany and know Tiffany. She knows Cody's brothers or Cody's brother. And last year, she knew the twins were playing before anybody thought about it. She's got intuition. Danielle Reyes is a great player and what I consider to be the second best player ever. Had that exact same intuition where she knew what was going on in that house despite what anybody told her. Without giving her anything, she just pays attention. The problem with Dayvon, and she can go far in this game because I think she's super smart. The problem with Day is her emotions. Already seen that starting to happen. When Day gets in a corner and things don't feel fair today and when she feels like she's being taken advantage of, Day kind of loses it. And she begins to kind of freak out, flip out, and then you've got to kind of deal with her emotional side. She has to learn to relax. I said that on Twitter. Her mantra Needs to be relaxed. Relax, relax, relax. Because if she doesn't learn to calm it down, she is going to piss off people and she's going to go home. She has got to relax. She's got to kind of take a back seat. She needs to see what Judy and what James are doing and she needs to do the exact same thing. She needs to tone it down. <clears throat> I don't know if y'all remember Ross and Friends. Just, you know, kind of get it down and relax and just play her game. She's smart when she's quiet. She's good when she keeps her mouth shut. It's going to really depend on whether or not they can do that for the entire season. I've got my doubts, guys, but I think if she can do it, if she can figure that out, if somebody can get in her head, maybe one of the other bets, and says, you've got to chill, and her listen to that, she's got a shot to go really, really far in this game. But she makes me incredibly nervous with the way that she gets. Uh, when we talked about Nicole, Everybody knows I'm not a Nicole fan. Okay. I didn't feel like, I feel like (laughs) when it comes to Nicole, and I'm going to get hate for this, but when it comes to Nicole, Nicole is strictly a fan favorite. There is no game player there. There's nobody that's going to make a really tough decision. She is a fan favorite. And as much as I love fan favorites, hey, you know what? You know who else is a fan favorite? Frankie's a fan favorite. Zach is a fan favorite. And if you knew anything about me, Two years ago when Zach was playing, I could tell you, I thought Zach was hor- was horrible. And I do. I think Zach was a horrible player. But fan favorites get, get back on because people want to see him. Nicole does some things tonight we're going to talk about in a few minutes. She ends up making a little bit of amends with me. I'm kind of starting to say, okay, well, at least you're putting an effort in. But I still need to see a little bit more from Nicole. I think she's going to have a good social game. But I need to see a little bit more from Nicole because I'm a little nervous that Nicole's here for now. We may lose Nicole as the season goes, and she kind of becomes this meek, mousy type of person that doesn't really want to do anything that's going to mess anything up. And then it's going to go to hell in a handbasket. So I'm, I'm on the fence about Nicole. I'm on the fence about Day. But I love the James, and I love the Frank return. But we're going to see. If Devon can hold it together and she can get herself in check and kind of back herself off for a minute, take a breather, she's going to be okay because I think some players are going to trust her. But if she doesn't learn to do that and Nicole doesn't give it 100% the whole season, they're going to have trouble. Uh, I don't think Nicole's going to fly under And none of these guys are going to fly under the radar. Um, one of the things that happened at the beginning uh, that we have as a twist is we have two siblings that are playing. We have Tiffany playing, that's Vanessa's sister. And we got, uh, we got Cody's brother, Polly, who's playing. And I like Polly. I like Polly. I think Polly's going to play a good game. I think Polly's going to be that guy that's going to kind of be everybody's friend, but he's going to be really tough to beat. I think he's going to play a lot like Cody, but I think he's going to be better. I think he's just got something about him that seems like he wants to do better than his brother. And I think you're going to see Polly play a little bit more uh, harder in competitions probably try to win a couple of POVs to help things out. I think once you get an alliance with him, he's going to be solid. I don't think he's going to be a big move guy, but I think he's going to be really solid, and I, and I like him. Uh, when it comes down to Tiffany, guys, i got to be honest with you, when you're interviewing all these people when you're looking at them, and, and let's say that we're picking people to play this game, and I'm looking at Tiffany and you're looking at Tiffany, I hope we're thinking the same thing. No way in hell am I putting her on. I mean, if you thought at any point production thought that she was going to be able to hide this for longer than 15 minutes, they were out of their mind. You cannot separate Tiffany and Vanessa from the way they talk, their eyebrow movement, how they are about things, how they dress, their mannerisms. They're completely the same. They might as well be twins with just different hair. I don't know why production thought that this was a wise move to put Tiffany in. I think it was a big mistake and I think Tiffany's going to end up going home early. What I like about uh, and some people ask me what I think about, and I've got things coming at me all the time here. People are asking me what I thought about the, them about uh, Paulie revealing himself as Cody's brother. I think it was smart. And I'm going to tell you why. When you've got a secret like that, okay, and when you are in the Big Brother house, if there's not a bigger target in front of you, keep your damn mouth shut. If, however, a bigger target target presents itself and your secret is a hindrance to you, there's no advantage to him being Cody's brother, none, none, in that house with other people. There is from the standpoint that he's gotten information on how to play. He probably knows some of the people that work on the show. He probably has done events with Cody, and he's probably talked to Derek, and they probably, Derek's probably given him advice. And as these people do their, you know, big brother parties, they meet other big brother players, and he probably got advice from people like Eric Stein. So, I mean, here's a guy that's probably been around this Big Brother society for a long time, the inner circle, and he's probably gotten a lot of information and help from people. That looks bad to everybody else in the house, and I admit that. However, it's going to come out. People are going to find out. He's going to slip up. It never works. You know, something was going to happen to break him up. He's going to say something about his family, and he's going to get caught. People are. There's nothing else to do in that house but listen to people talk and put things together and figure out who they are. Somebody was going to nail Polly. People were going to figure it out. They've got the same kind of body type, and they look a little bit familiar. He probably would have said something about his brother Cody not thinking about it. It would have been obvious. I think the smartest thing was when he saw that he was going to have these vets in that house and that they were the targets. Polly coming up and saying, hey, you know what, look, I don't want to hide anything from you guys. I'm Cody's brother was the smartest damn play of the season right there so far. Because at that point, everybody might have been in awe, but they're still in awe of four vets walking in the door. And, and yet, Polly hit him with that, but I can tell you this much, when you're weighing whether or not Polly's brother matters to you or whether or not you got vets who have played before in it, Polly's brother or Cody's brother seems to be a lot less threatening. And he can always come back in three or four weeks and say, look, when it came down to me hiding my brother, I was straight up with you guys. If you don't think you can trust me and you don't think that I'm somebody that's going to tell you the truth, then you're crazy because I've already sold myself out to be the loyal one here. I've already sold myself out to be somebody y'all can trust. That was my exchange to let you know who I am. Polly can play that right. The person that's going to get screwed in that deal is Tiffany because everybody's going to figure out Tiffany is is, is, is Vanessa's sister. And everybody's going to know that Vanessa's giving her tips, and Vanessa's told her this, and Vanessa's told her that. And why would she keep that secret from everybody? Huh? Polly told everybody. He wasn't afraid to let it out. Why did she wait? And it's going to be after some of the vets go home, and her threat's going to get bigger and bigger. Because when it came down to it, she trusted other people to tell, including the vets, Devon, tonight. And she didn't tell people who are new. Well, she told Michelle, but she didn't tell the group. And therefore, and she didn't tell people on her team. Therefore, I think Tiffany's got some problems. Now, one thing that she did really smart tonight was to go to the group, go to the vets and say, look, we are going to Devon, knowing that the vets will find out, and say, look, I am Vanessa's sister. And I think, I think Polly and, and Tiffany have to, do two, have to do one very important thing. They've got to start working with the vets. They've got to get that number from four vets to six vets. Because the vets are going to get some opportunities to stay in this house and have power the first couple of weeks just to make the show better. Production is going to do it. Sorry, they're going to. The weaker might fall off. You might have a surprise bet go home. But they're going to try to keep the vets in the house a little while. Tiffany needs to play with them. Polly needs to play with them. That's exactly what both of them are doing. I think it's a really smart call on, on their side. Uh, I think it's the smartest thing Tiffany's done. But, we got to hope Tiffany's not as neurotic as her sister is. Cause my God. Four teams. Uh, I like the four-team situation. I like the Unicorns, the Category 4. Unicorn, what an awful name, but at the same time, I don't really don't expect anything different from James. The freakazoids. that's just an awful name that came off the top of their head. And Big Sister. I like breaking it up into four teams, and I'm going to tell you why. I have a feeling, and in my opinion, uh, I feel like um, I feel like that we have an alliance issue when it comes to Big Brother. And it kind of started with the Brigade in 12, and it kind of moved into the Vets uh, in 13 when they returned. And then 14, the Quack Pack, and then 15 had the 3 a.m., and then 16 had the Bomb Squad, and 17 had one that had like eight people in it, but they were not all in it. They were off and on. This prevents that from happening. And I know for a fact Big Brother Production was really worried about big alliances now because it was really dragging the season down, and it is. When you've got 10 people, eight people, six people controlling the events of a house, unanimous votes, all this other stuff, you've got a very boring game. And if you look at pre excuse me, if you look at pre-12 seasons, two, three, four, five, six, seven -- they're much better quality than what you get out of, like, season 13, 14, 15, 16. I know some of you jumped on board late. I know some of you got involved in season 16 or season 15 or whatever. I'm going to tell you, the earlier seasons are ten times what these seasons are right now. You just get a better quality game. There's a lot of strategy being played. There's a lot of backstabbing. There's a lot of people lying and manipulating. Whereas now it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Back then, that's how the game was played. That's how people want it. Kind of like this Dr. Will mold of how to play. And it was a better, in my opinion, it was a better game. You can disagree. But um, you have an alliance issue that you didn't have before. And the only time that an alliance really works is when the house divides. If any of you have seen season six, the house divides in season six. It makes it for one of the best seasons ever because the house literally divides into two halves, and these two halves go at it together. makes for an exciting season. So what they did with these four teams is decide, you know what, we're going to break everybody up into four teams. That way what we do is we create this small group of loyalty instead of one large group of loyalty. And we'll put this group in, and they'll have to take cold showers, and they'll bond over that, and then these guys will win, and they'll bond over that. And then the team that loses and loses a player, but one of them gets to be HOH, they'll bond over that. So I think the four-team thing is to combine four smaller groups into tighter alliances. And I think that's a really smart play. Will it work? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what works in these seasons, but I know that it's a great shot at making the season more interesting because I think you're going to have two of these groups probably come together and they're probably going to take on the other two groups and it's going to cause for a little house division. And, uh, I think it's a great play. I really do. Obviously, Nicole picks the worst team. Uh, and honestly, I got to say, got to give Nicole credit tonight. She won HOH, or not won it, but she was, she was able to talk him into HOH, which was not a hard thing to do. Tiffany and, and um, gosh, I can't remember his name, but they weren't going to take it. They don't want to blow their hands. It's a smart play for them. Let Nicole have it. Let the vets live another day. Yeah, all the other new people are going to get mad, but I got news for you. Everybody's going home. If I'm winning this game, everybody's going home. And I can't worry about Paul, which we're going to talk about. Poor Paul. And we're going to talk about that, but right now I ain't worried about my other new people and being cornered in that in that break room uh, with Paul and Paul going off and this guy and saying, I can't remember what his name is. That's awful. Isn't it? But i um, I'll know him by next week. But. I said, look, dude, it's a game. Well we're playing and we're gonna to have to play as individuals. At some point, I'm on both teams, but at the same time you want me to be H O H and get blood on my hands so that the vets come after me. I'm not interested in that. He should have stood his ground a little bit better. But I don't think it was a mistake to put Nicole in that position. And I think it's probably what production really wanted. So, uh, you know, Nicole gets me a little bit back with that and uh and that's where we go, I was wrong about Paul. I saw Paul's interview. And what I saw was a guy who was really smart, uh, who had a brain that kind of worked quickly, okay? His, his brain kind of turned quickly. And we're talking about the guy with the beard. Um, and I saw a guy who was laid, tended to be laid back in the interview with Jeff. He didn't really say a whole lot. He was kind of laid back. I thought this guy's going to blend in, but he's going to be a smart guy. He's going to think. I can see his brain turning. I picked him to be the winner, What a mistake. What a control freak. Him and Day being on the same team right now is a disaster. They're going to end up going at it. It's going to end up being dramatic. He's going to put a target on himself. He's probably going to cause Day to put a target on herself. It's just not good for old Paul. And, uh, you know, I don't give the guy much chance. Uh, You know, I, I feel bad for him. But Listen, i got to take a commercial break, folks. I'm not going anywhere. just got to take one. It's like, uh, what, I think it's like one-minute, 38-second commercial. Have to do it. The station wants to pay bills. These ads pay for them. When I come back, we're going to talk about what happened tonight. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen down the road. And we're going to talk about next week. This is how this show works. We talk about what's happened. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen. So, guys, stick with me. A minute 38 seconds, I'll be right back. Hold tight. The Big Brother After Show, partnered with Morty's TV. Big
0: Brother began as a social
1: experiment. It's genius. It
0: became a
1: summer phenomenon.
0: There's always a twist, there's always a turn. Strangers living in a house cut off from the outside world.
1: One could go crazy. 90
0: microphones record their every word. You never know who's listening. 76 cameras watch their every move 24-7. And that's just the beginning. Because this summer, there'll be twist after twist and twist. Expect the unexpected. TV 10 hosts Big Brother. Season premiere, CBS Wednesday, June 25th. Hey, thirst. Can I try out a few Coke Summer sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yeah. And this. Yeah. And what about this? Yeah. Ha! Got gotcha you there, thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola, open happiness. Mm-hmm.
1: kick it back in with a little motley crew you can't beat that can you i'm thinking about i don't even know uh dr feelgood was like god ninety something i don't know i was around i can promise you that but uh <laughs> you can't get back in with a little energy run a big brother commercial there you can't beat that man with the luck of the draw on that one uh so let's talk about some of the things that happened tonight tonight was a really good episode uh we saw a lot of things happening Palm Tree You know, there is a new uh comp guy that's working with Big Brother US now. Uh and he is from Big Brother Canada. I don't know if he's doing time with both. I know that he is working with the US uh version to help bring new comps in. I really liked tonight's comp. Uh, you know, it didn't seem like it was difficult, I'm sure that it was. Uh, of course I am in no means an athlete anymore. Don't claim to be. Probably would have failed probably would have rolled down the thing on my face. Um so credit where credit's due, especially for guys like Glenn. Uh, we did a poll on the Twitter account asking who you guys thought would go home first. Glenn was an overwhelming majority, which is awful because a lot of people want to see older players, and I do too. I, I Listen, I go back to Big Brother 10. I've watched Big Brother all my life. I've seen it every season twice at least. And I don't remember every detail. I'm not like that. But if you go back to Big Brother 10, you are going to see where they brought in some older people. And I got to be honest with you, I thought they made Big Brother 10 really good because there was a lot of different temperaments for the older people, a lot less patience, um, a lot less, uh, a lot more, you know, opening and listening on some parts with the, especially with the older female, uh, Rennie. I mean, there were just, you know, you got. Angry Jerry, who was an old Marine, and he was like 60, 70-something, I think. And so it made for the season really good. Uh, It made for a lot of drama as well because a lot of things that these older guys do, the younger people don't like, and it ends up being kind of a social turmoil in the house. I like seeing a few older players. I think it's a game for everybody. I think you should have people that are in their 40s and 50s mixed in with 30s, mixed in with 20s. The thing that I think kind of where Big Brother got off the rail was that it always seemed like Big Brother always was really good about mixing ages. You had people in their 20s, you'd have people in their 30s, and I think it was more of a game that was kind of majority late 20s, early 30s, where people had gotten out of school and they kind of had jobs and they were a little bit more mature and they had some more better social skills and they weren't quite young and cocky and egotistical somewhere, of course, but it seemed like it was a little bit better mixture of just different age groups. And it seemed like this experiment, this social experiment that we love called big brother really, really relied heavily on age uh, diversity. I mean, they really had a lot of age groups, a lot of different people, different ages. Um, And now it's become the oddity to be a guy who's over 35 or a female over 35. And so you go home and unfortunately it's kind of like, you're the one thing. What's what, the one thing that's different from everybody else? Oh, it's you, because you're over 35. And these players go home really early, and it's a sad situation. I don't think that the first co- the first competition should have been endurance. Uh, I think they should have... I guess it's kind of hard to be a trivia. They could have done past seasons uh, to give the guy a shot. He's just obviously not in shape. I have no reason to talk bad. I'm sure Michelle was happy to see... was really happy to see a guy who was out of shape after what she said. But Listen, out of shape, made some mistakes, uh, can't keep up with the younger people, and he's first one out. Not a surprise. I think even if it would have been put up to a vote, poor Glenn uh, would have been a guy that was on the block anyway. And it's sad. It really is because there needs to be more age diversity in the show. Uh, they need to let older people kind of play. But he played hard. I mean, you know, him and Corey come down to <laughs> picture finish. This guy I couldn't remember his name earlier. Corey England come down to a picture finish at the end of that uh, endurance comp to shame uh, that he lost. It would have been a worse shame though, to see Corey go home. I think Corey's going to be a decent player. Let's hope he doesn't get wrapped up in a showmance. Of course, some people are saying that he's gay. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, I think he had said something about having a romance with somebody. And I don't think that necessarily means that he's gay, but whatever. He can have a showmance with a guy in there as well. Who cares? But at the end of the day, I hope that he stays away from that because I think he can probably be a pretty good player. He's probably a pretty good pick. I know a lot of people are upset for a lot of things that he said on Twitter and whatnot. But I want to remind people about something. That's been floating all over Facebook before he said some things that were inappropriate and wrong, and I, and I understand that. But I want to remind you that Caleb said some things, too, that were inappropriate in his season before he went off. And he had killed a pig with a stick, and he had said some things that were racist and whatnot. And honestly, what was, what was kind of funny to me that everybody was talking about how Caleb shouldn't be on the show because of the things that Caleb said on his Twitter are really his Facebook. And then the guy ends up falling in love with a woman, I believe, I believe Amber was half African-American, <laughs> and falls in love with her. And it's kind of like, well, that went out the door. So you really – I mean people say things and you know, they shouldn't – You know, social media is just one of those spots if we're all going to claim that we're sin-free – then so be it, but I'm going to be the first one to tell you I don't say things like that, but I have said stupid things about people that I shouldn't have said or something that hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. And so we're all, we're all guilty of something, and he shouldn't have said what he said, but I, I want to give Corey a chance. I think we all should. I thing is he's going to be a decent player, and you may find out the things that you think about him are not true, just like with Caleb. Caleb wasn't the kind of person. I remember his family having to come out on TV and talk about how Caleb's not this. I think he had a and, uh, a black friend that came out was like, man, he's like my best buddy. Like you know, he, He's not that kind of guy. So we need to give Corey a chance. I know it's hard in today's atmosphere and society to do that, but we need to give him a chance and see what he proves himself to be on the show because he is mixed in with a lot of diversity when it comes to race. So we're going to see how Corey really is in that house. And I can assure you it's going to come out just like it did in season 15, which was an embarrassment. The season 15 showed us that when you get in a house and people are closed off, they forget about the cameras, they say things. We'll find out if Corey's that kind of guy, if Corey maybe just said some things he regrets and he'll have to answer for him when he gets out. But we saw a picture finish with these guys. Glenn obviously loses. Glenn goes home. sucks. It's awful to see an endurance comp the first time. But I think that what we're going to see this season are people having to earn their keep. If you're going to stay in this, I think you're going to have to earn it, which is exactly why I do give James and Frank a a lot of credit in this season. I think they're going to do really well. I think guys like Corey are going to do well. Victor physically has the ability to do really well, but Victor with the shirt coming off talking to, to Nicole DeTite, it was obvious what he was trying to do. He made himself look like a major douchebag. Sorry, he did. And these new guys are revealing all kinds of information. Uh, and I'm sorry if I say this wrong, but Jose, I'm going to say it one time. Hopefully I'll get it down, but him revealing everything to Devon, telling her that he's the Messiah. I mean, these vets have been around the block. They kinda know their game. I know she was only there for a few weeks last uh yeah, last season. But these guys know their way around and they know they know not to do things stupid like that. These new guys seem some of these new players seem to have a really huge ego. It's gonna end up being their fault. It's gonna end up being their downfall. They're revealing things to these vets. These vets are going to use it in their favor. They already have with the nominees. Um, and so I think Victor's a really dumb player. He's got great uh, comp physical attributes. He's going to fall victim to the fact that he's an egomaniac and that he thinks he's got to gift to women and he can get whatever he wants to say what he wants. And it's going to be his downfall with really kind of control that. I'm one of these people that thinks when you go in the house, and I firmly believe it, when you go in the house, you can't be yourself. I know a lot of people say, well, I love Jordan because she was herself. I can't stand Jordan because she was herself. Jordan went in there, did whatever Jeff told her, and you, I know some of you love Jordan, and I, and I get that. I'm not a big fan. I think she was one of the worst winners. I know. Throw all you want at me. But the whole thing is is that you can go in there and be somebody else, so be it. If you want to be somebody who keeps their mouth shut and plays a game like an assassin, do so. If you want to be a comp beast, do so but do it with the intention that you're doing it to win the game, not because you're trying to prove anything. Do you go in the house trying to win that game? And you do the things that are are really where you're playing a character. You think Dr. Will's that kind of person on the street? Absolutely not. You think Dan's that kind of person on the street? No. Boogie might be. That's another conversation. But I like Boogie. I think Boogie earned his, earned his win in seven. People don't agree with me. I think he totally earned the seven win. Um, but, you know, Boogie, I do feel like Boogie is a good player. Um, you think Janelle's like that in person? No, Rachel, no. These people just, they get it. Evil Dick's probably a, a decent guy when you meet him. I know he plays rough and tough, but I'm sure he's a nice guy, and if you want to him, he'd be cool to you. Like, I just think that, <laughs> excuse me, some people have to play a role when they go in the house to play their best game. Don't be afraid to do that. And I think Victor's just being Victor, and I think it's going to end up getting him because I think Victor is like that outside the house, and I don't think you can be that same person. So Victor's really stupid. Uh, you know, everything has been revealed to these, to these vets, I don't, uh, <laughs> Tiffany's revealing everything. And I just, I get, I, I just, some of these new players are going to go home early and I'm okay with that because I really would rather get people who are not very good out early. Um, let's see. And, and some notes here that I wrote down. Um I, I, like I said, I don't feel like a lot of them uh, are a threat. I want to talk about, real quick before we end the show, I want to talk about Nicole's decision to pick up Polly. Up I think it's a mistake. I think Polly is a true asset to the vets. I think it, it may show that he's not working with them, and he may be using it as an advantage in that way. But it's way too early to go up on the block. If they feel like he is Cody's brother, let I me mean, tell you, you're Cody's brother, you've already built it. Now, I told you it was a smart play. It's a dumb place to volunteer to go up, and exactly what I would have told Nicole is this. If I had not told everybody I was Cody's brother, I would go up in a heartbeat. The problem is is that a minute that, you're, that they realize that I'm probably going to be working with you guys over the next couple weeks, and they see me up here in the HOH room, and they know that I my brother knows you, Nicole, and that we've probably seen each other somewhere, and at premier parties I've probably been there with my brother and talked to all of you, they're going to know that I'm one of the vets, and they're not going to have any problem sending me home and keeping him because you're going to get outvoted. It's a big mistake, Polly, to go up. I'm telling you, you have a real shot at Polly going home if he doesn't win a POV. And we're going to have a new competition for that. I'm, I'm really curious to see what that's going to be. I know Battle of the Block is gone officially. So we're going to see what they're going to, they're going to be in their new play. But listen, upon this early is a really stupid move on Nicole's part. It really, truly is. And everybody that went along with that should have really stopped and thought about it and said, I don't know about this. Just put up two people you don't like. That's all. Just put up two people, one from each team that was a losing teams. Just take two of those, the people you don't like, and put them up. Because we're all going to lose somebody out of our team. So just go ahead and do it. I think her putting up Paulie's putting up an ally, and you never put up an ally that, ally that early, and you don't use them as a pawn in the first week. We know what happens. A lot of good people have gone home in the first week that were decent players. They end up getting, they end up getting really screwed over. I think it was a mistake on Nicole's part. Nicole really should have looked at the two leading teams. Paul, you know, and Day should have been smarter about this. And Day should have said, put up Paul. Everybody's sick of Paul telling them what to do. When you put Paul on the block, Paul's going to have a meltdown. And Paul's going to show exactly why he should be voted against. So you're going to lose one of the two people that's a problem for you. One of the two people that's going in for you, get them out of here. But is uh, excuse me, Jose, or Jose, is he really a threat? I mean, yeah, he's talking about being a messiah and what people, but the truth of the matter is that nobody's listening to him. The truth of the matter is nobody cares about what he's saying, and the truth of the matter is he hasn't done very good in competition. So is he really who you're targeting? Are you really targeting somebody who's really out there being vocal about getting you out, which is somebody like Paul? Now, she may not be aware of that right now, but somebody knows, that Paul is revealing that it's telling people that. And somebody's gonna slip up. Whether it's Corey or whether it's Polly or whether it's Tiffany, somebody knows that Paul's the one pushing for them to go home. And I really think she would have been smart to put Paul and and Jose, sorry if that's wrong, on the block and see which one of those go home. I think Polly's gonna be a huge mistake. What do I think is gonna happen next week before we get out of here, folks? I don't know. Uh, if I have to envision it, I think the vets continue to roll. I think Nicole's going to have a uh, – if Pauly stays, it's going to work out great for the vets. If he goes home, it's going to be awful for the vets. Watch for Frank and James to really work hard to get that veto and help out uh, Pauly and kind of uh, maybe even do a switch route at the last minute. I'm hoping those guys come through, but they're going to be a random draw. So who knows? But when you're talking about the veto and you're talking about people doing a random draw, guess what? You're on the low percentage end of that. So, the likelihood of Frank and, and James getting pulled for that power veto is probably going to be very small. And that's another mistake that they've made that they did not think the next step ahead. I think it's a mistake to put Polly up. I, I think if Polly goes home, the vets are in trouble um, unless they can win another competition. These teams are where they are. Um, Polly is on Frank's team. It's going to be a big hit to Frank getting HOH if they continue the teams down the road. I just think that it was a big mistake on their part to really put him up. He's an ally. Tiffany's an ally. Those two should be untouchable for the moment. And I really, what I would have used Polly and and really Tiffany to do is to use them for information. Say you're on our team, four becomes six. You're just like us because of your sibling. They can tell you that I'm sure they told you to trust us. So here's the deal. We need information from that side, and we need to know who's saying what and what's going on. Knowledge is power in this game. And if you can get somebody before they get you, that's huge. But I think Polly going up is going to be a mistake. And if he goes home, the bets are going to be in trouble. Look for Paul and those guys to kind of rally, because once they see one of their own go home this next week, it's going to change everything. And if one of them wins HOH, they are definitely gunning for the bet. Those vets might be going home next week. It may be something we see on um, Sunday or Wednesday, depending on when they do all this. So I look for Polly going home, hurting Frank's team, Cole's team's already at limping in. Look for, and then you're going to come down to hopefully Devon or James being able to have their team pull something out. If they don't pull it out, it's going to be trouble. And when these, once this house divides into individuals, things are going to change. So I look for a really strong vet effort, but I think the numbers game is going to play against them next week. I think they're going to be in trouble, but we're going to find out guys. I'm going to be in lo- on location on location in Charleston, South Carolina next week. So please enjoy and, and enjoy the rest of the week and join me next week. When I'm from Charleston, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we'll have to do another show without call-ins, but I promise you the third week we're going to get this thing worked out where the call-ins are going to work. The particular studio um, online that I'm working with right now, something's messed up with the call-ins. What's going to happen in, three, in two weeks is after we do next week's show, the third week I'm going to open up phone lines. You won't hear me talk as much. You're going to have the opportunity to talk. If you don't feel like it, that's fine, but I can promise you this. If you do it, you will have fun. You will call I've had people that would call in before we went with Morty's and kind of changed up the format. Last couple of years, we've had people call in that call in every week, get their segment, they say what they want to say, and they become regulars, and they get intro music. They're called VIPs. So when you call in, you want to call in here, guess what? You call me a couple of times and I start seeing your number. When I see you come up, I'm going to introduce you on you I'm going to give you an intro song, whatever song it might be that fits you. Maybe we're going to have to get some of the – some of these regulars back on here too to kind of show you guys how it's done. But you're going to get on. You're going to be able to say what you want. You can argue with me, tell me you hate me, tell me you love me. It'll be fun. It's your time to to talk about Big Brother in a live format. Follow me over to Morty's. We're going to talk a little bit over there. If you want to come in, don't let me sit there by myself looking out the window. Come and say hi. Let's talk about Big Brother together. Thanks for listening to the show, folks. I will see you guys next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to this journey together, guys. We're gonna have a blast. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam. Listen to Big Brother After Show in partnership with Morty's TV. Also, gotta say this a couple of times to get it out. Uh, please go by and visit Morty's. Uh, if you want to see if you want to come talk to me anytime, you can find me uh, you, know, you can find me on Facebook if you want to friend me. Sam Williams is fine. Uh, but you can also get me on Morty's TV.com, TV They're our partner. You're going to love it over there if you've never been over there, but I can promise you you have touched Morty's at some point if you're a Big Brother fan because you've needed to know information that they have. Thanks, folks. Have a wonderful night. Be good to each other. That's all I ask. Keep watching Big Brother. We'll see you next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. Big Brother Out the Show. This is Sam. I'm out. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Flouries, you better grab a life vest.
0: Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't gonna like what they see. Looks gonna look like flesh on the outside. Rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm gonna be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chump bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello, Will. Yeah, hey, it's Boogie. Hey, hey. check this out. I always feel like unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother